Hi, Sanji. Can you hear me okay? Hey, Sophie. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, are you turn on my video and say hi. Hi. There you go. Feeling better now? Oh, yeah, I'm doing better. Yeah, I'm still a bit tired all the time, but yeah, yeah back to normal. A lot. The after effects of, of COVID. Yeah, yeah. But I, I got my sense of smell back, so that's great. Hi, Haida. Hi, 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 Sanji. Hi, thanks. Perfect. Um, so basically what we can do, Sanjeev, is I've seen from Hyde that you'd like to listen to the recording. So basically what I've done is I've got a transcript here. So we've got two options. Number one is I can get this edited down because we had like a personal chat at the beginning um, and I can send it to you and we can do this again tomorrow when you've got a time free at five o'clock, I believe. Or I can kind of try and summarize it to you now and we can still go ahead. It's, it's up to you. Yeah, I'm fine either way, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ida? I said that we, there's two options. Number one is that I can kind of run through and give a top highlight now. Number two is that we can get this transcript edited down and send it to Sanjeev and then connect with each other tomorrow. It's up to you guys, whichever one you're most comfortable. So the, the Zalora one you're saying? Yes, yeah. correct. Okay. Yeah. Uh, look, I think today works better for me because okay, otherwise we'll have to schedule it later in the week. Uh, Okay, yeah. well, let me just try and now, from the top, just run through the main highlights of the conversation, and sure. then we'll run through your questions. Okay, and we don't need to have video because it's just an audio recording, so I'll, I'll turn mine off now, and then um, if we can make sure we mute, well, I'll mute myself, and if you leave a gap, um, and Hyde, if you I'll can mute as well, we'll start recording. But from the top, I'll just run through everything, okay? Sure. Awesome. Um, okay, so basically what I started off speaking with Sarika about was kind of the, the shift for her moving into a role in e-commerce. So she had a very prestigious career in corporate finance at Kraft Heinz um, and had a big, big jobs. And then she took a break and she came back to this role as Laura. Now, they had such a rapid pace of change um, and growth. And it's yep. been a really kind of dynamic space for her that I know she's been very excited about. Um, so what we talked about at the top um, was how e-commerce has kind of changed the role of a treasurer for her and how she's had to become very au fait with more of the kind of consumer trends that the business are driving. Um, so she talked about how fast evolving is, how dynamic it is. And then she spoke about how the pandemic has obviously driven a huge increase in, in e-commerce and online buying, as we all know. Um, and it's so they're so direct to consumer. So basically, um, Sarah has had this very interesting evolution of her role where she knows tons about kind of in influencer marketing and consumer trends and all the kind of marketing drives that Zalora are running because they have a knock on effect on her bottom line so quickly. Um, so she's was talked also about understanding the different aspects of the, of the business that she wouldn't have had to really kind of think about before. Yep. And then we spoke about the testing that they do. So they do a lot of continuous customer feedback um, and that drives a huge pace of change for them. Um, so she spoke about then the effect on risk. So she also manages risk in her role. Um, so she was thinking about um, how that's been impacted by not just the pandemic, but how it's been impacted by a consumer direct to consumer facing business. Um, what was the next bit here? Where's the rest of my notes? La la la. Uh, yeah, so then she talked about um, understanding the landscape of how um, trends are being driven across the industry so that she can see things that would be coming up that would be driving growth for them. Um, mm -hmm. So that was so interesting. So she's basically seeing a kind of an innovative 
evolution of her role, if you think. And it's been very exciting for her, but it's definitely not your average role, shall we say. Um, She talked about capital commitment in terms of initiatives, um, talking about managing cash, tax. Um, So she talked about risk appetite insurance coverage as well, um, how they're structuring their contracts with suppliers and sellers. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, she talked about how it's kind of incredibly complex, basically, because they're expanding and they have a growing marketplace, but they also have um, different kind of regional exposure as well. So they've got their main warehouses are located in Malaysia, the Philippines and Indonesia. So she was talking about developing business continuity plans um, and then how to make sure that the inventory is optimized across locations um, for working capital. So it's pretty kind of crazy. Um, And then she uh, she talked about the business taking on out of the box options and being very innovative and driving very fast paced change. Um, And then finally, we're kind of looking ahead at how they have initiatives focused on accelerating their business. Um, and so that's that's mainly about reaching out direct to the consumers in a more optimized way. Um, so she can get more data and feedback on kind of how, how the, the different um, options are going. Uh, then she talked about cash management a little bit um, mm-hmm. and talking about tax expertise, how they're working yep. on um, an initiative within the organization to develop a tax expertise clinical handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure she'll let me keep that in, though, so that's just between us. Um, She spoke about uh, some different initiatives they're running around kind of simplicity and, uh, yeah, basically all the usual um, innovative kind of touch points that we say. Um, And then she talked about collaboration. So I asked her about the kind of the new environment um, that's driven by collaboration that allows such fast-paced innovation, um, working with financial institutions and so on. Um, Yeah, and she spoke about how that's been... An essential part of how that works really you know and collaboration is obviously critical within the organization and outside um working with partners working with the market working with financial institutions but also just everybody like they, they collaborate with their consumers almost now they collaborate with um fashion influencers so there's a whole big collaboration ecosystem um yeah. that she feels is really the dynamo that lets them achieve everything that they're doing excellent excellent yeah in line with what I expected. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure there's nothing else I've missed here. Oh, yeah, we also talked about um, kind of the regulatory landscape and how that collaboration also turns into like this concept of community. Um, mm-hmm. And so with the, with the other people that are operating in e-commerce, it's really important that they kind of integrate and work together um, to understand how regulations are changing, kind of help each other. Um, they're all having dialogues with all authorities. And I think that's quite interesting, this idea of the the kind of corporate e-commerce ecosystem itself as a, a kind of a subcategory. Um, and I think that was about it. And then she just spoke about her as a personal um, touch, as a financial professional that, you know, that basically the evolution of the role for her is that no day is the same and uh, they have to keep learning and keep growing. So for someone like her, that's very exciting, but it's definitely not the um, the outline of the role that she would have looked at 20 years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great. Awesome. Is that is that helpful? Anything on, anything on payments? Did she talk about the fact that you know they're they're a direct to consumer company? Uh, did t- did she touch upon anything on payments as to how that's evolved, or the, the amount of option choice that consumers demand? No, she didn't actually. I, she basically was just saying that I think they kind of work with everybody. Okay. No, no, that's fine. I just curious. Uh, yeah, she didn't specifically speak about that. She mentioned it briefly um, along the lines of basically that they have to be au fait and working with basically everybody because they need to offer their consumer everything that they would desire and every kind of platform they might desire. Yeah. 
Okay, that's um, excellent. Oh, thank you. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, so whenever you're ready, we'll start from the top. I'll ask you first to introduce yourself, and then we'll run through these questions that are in the script that you should have been sent already yesterday. Okay, definitely. I'm, I'm ready. Okay, awesome. So first of all, can I ask you just to say a line, introducing yourself and your role at City? Yeah, hi, I'm Sanjeev Jain. I'm the Regional Head of Payments and Receivables for Treasury and Trade Solutions for City in Asia Pacific. Uh, this business covers payment needs for our corporate, institutional, public sector and government clients across the region. And I've been with the bank uh, since 1998 and worked in multiple places. Uh, first in India, had a short time spent in Philippines and Indonesia, but I've largely spent most of my 15 years in, in Hong Kong. Fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to speaking with you today. Um, and I wanted first to kind of start at the top and think about what we're talking about here. So tell me, first of all, how would you define and explain the concept of emerging business models? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you look at, I think I, I try to look at these things from my own as a consumer, because there's always a service provider or business on the other side. And we can talk about the corporate side of things as well. Now, as a consumer, as an individual, if you look at how your life has changed over the years, uh, think about, you know, if you're commuting to work in, in the morning, I mean, we are still lucky in, in Hong Kong right now to be commuting to work. Uh, the whole experience around, you know, ordering a cab from an app. And if you're not commuting, that same app nowadays is allowing you to order meals. It's allowing you to order groceries, right? So I think that this whole change in terms of how the personal lives have evolved around you, how you're living your day, and you can just keep going on in terms of how you borrow money, how you shop, you know, your online shopping experience, you're buying goods, you're buying services like entertainment, right? You're not going to the movie theaters. You are, you know, probably downloading Netflix or watching a show on Amazon Prime, uh, downloading music, you know. So I think the whole experience, how you invest, uh, you know, how you borrow, I mean, even consumer finance options across digital banks, and and even even on a on a shopping uh, e-commerce platform, you know earlier you would pay say for example by credit card, and now you're talking about installment payments through buy now pay later. So, so as a consumer, you know if you look at how the last few years the whole experience has changed. I mean this is nothing but you know significant evolution of of business models uh, from the service providers and a significant amount of disruption as well. From the corporate side as well, our business historically. Uh, was serving multinational companies across the globe. You know, it's largely, you know, large companies who have large supply chains, you know, both on the supplier side as well as the dealer distributor side. Uh, most of the business was B2B, uh, but that's, that's also rapidly changed, it's evolved, you know, first with the growth of e-commerce and now, you know, with the disruption of, of uh, caused by the pandemic, you know, it's further accelerated. You know, Asia is already very big, uh, on, on e-commerce, but I think the pandemic has really made a big difference in terms of the growth of that, the evolution of further new business models, the kind of way things are getting done. I, you, know, you look at online shopping, fashion, um, live stream shopping, that's a relatively new concept. I mean, I couldn't have imagined that, you know, two, three years back that that's how, you know, consumers would shop by looking at fashion influencers and, and the way they would demo a product and, and, and how to use it, how to wear it, and, and that's how, you know, the end consumer would buy it. So I think there's been a significant shift in the way commerce is getting done, in the way our, we live our personal lives. And, and, and that's, that's what I'm saying, you know, every facet of life, you know, we are seeing 
uh, there is there's a huge amount of evolution of uh, of business models Yes, and as you say there, obviously the pandemic's had an enormous impact. Um, Sarika was mentioning the impact on her business, um, but is there any further in innovation you believe that this time is driving, particularly within this space? Yeah, I think some of it started before the pandemic. Uh, so, so in our business, as I said, I talked about the trends around everything being instant, right? So we live in a world of instant gratification, but we saw a big shift from you know our business being largely B2B and hence the the need for real time was not that big so for example you know if a the large corporate client of ours is making a payment to a vendor i mean even if that gets delayed by a day you know quite often the person wouldn't know right but you know when you are interacting directly with end consumers on an app even a delay of few seconds you know can can mean lost sales right so the whole business shift has been so dramatic uh, and and with that you know the the way we needed to develop you know most of our solutions uh, in into a true high scale high volume fully digital api enabled i think that's driven a fairly significant invest fair amount of investments in technology and a very different approach to looking at our business which was you know high value and low volume into now increasingly high volume and and, and low value and everything being instant right so so api for example for us the, the usage has has significantly gone through the roof and that's further you know accelerated in the last year or so all things instant you know we we've worked with governments across the region most countries in asia are offering 24 by 7 banking which wasn't the case 5 years back uh, so i think that's that's driven a fairly significant change in the way we we do our business and i think but the most important i would say shift has been customer experience i mean it's both our corporate institutional clients but also their end consumers the expectations have changed uh, you know people expect really frictionless service uh, and you know it, it's very easy to serve, switch service providers if you're an end consumer and as our, our, our corporate clients are expecting things which are absolutely real, real time frictionless and and really focusing on their business growth rather than really the the post transaction servicing uh of, of of a transaction so a, a lot of changes have happened in the last uh, few years and and clearly further accelerated in the last 18 months i would say absolutely and something that i found really interesting within what saraka was explaining at zolora was how much consumer trends are driving the evolution of the corporate space as well um so how do you perceive that intersection no definitely uh and you know again i would probably take the example of the pandemic to explain you know many of our large companies used to sell through a you know distribution network where they didn't interact a lot with the end consumer right so if you are operating through a large wholesaler then a retailer then an end consumer you know most of our large clients or large corporate clients wouldn't directly be dealing with the end consumer but as the pandemic hit in some countries with a few hours notice lockdowns with a few hours notice uh sales dropped to zero right and you know some of them some of our clients had to launch an online portal an e-commerce portal uh in a matter of days and uh, and they had no experience in in doing that and with that they needed to build a payment option right or you know they had to offer a qr code as a payment option collect payments instantly offer a multiple choice on on payment so we worked with some of the companies in in helping set that up and you know as as the pandemic has progressed clearly they have seen the benefit of that in terms of sales growth many of our companies have seen you know once they have set up e-commerce portals either themselves 
or you know by working with by working with large e-commerce platforms they've clearly seen a significant increase in sales they've got a lot of access to end consumer data they're getting you know lot deeper insights into consumer behaviors and that's helping them design or or modify their products and services uh, so so our clients have really benefited from you know that big shift and and for us also you know more and more things going digit, digital re- really reduces the cost per transaction of of servicing our clients and it helps us scale our business we've historically invested a lot in technology but these trends are are only going in in our favor in the sense that we are in you know almost 100 countries globally and you know there's no other way for us than than operating digital and these you know as the business and our clients and their end consumers you know adopt more digital technologies uh, it's a win 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 for everyone Awesome, and I, yes, that's why this our our series is called Digital Dialogues because I mean this is the conversation of our time. And then something that I've loved within the example of Zalora and of Sarah Kajoshi herself as a professional is how much innovation and collaboration are really driving best practice in this space. I know this is something that you're very committed to working on, but how much do you see these issues of innovation and collaboration driving the whole space of emerging business models? Oh, these are very big themes for us. uh historically if you see banks uh, have developed products and solutions and you know we used to develop you know new solutions and it would quite often be taken by, taken up by the clients because they are new you're the first one to to be offering that and there wasn't a lot of element of research that would that would necessarily go into launching new products now you can't think of you know developing any new product or solution without having done a significant amount of validation with with your clients we do a fair amount of co-creation i mean you know one of the big themes of our innovation capability is is around co-creation we sit down with clients really map out what their pain points are you know what are the kind of things that existing service providers including us are, are not solving for you know how do we develop better solutions so so that's one area of collaboration and, and innovating with our clients we have also over the years partnered a lot with fintech companies so uh, as a large bank you know servicing clients right from small startups to very large fortune 100 and fortune 500 companies we realize we, we cannot be building all products and all services in all the markets so we are very very open to partnering with fintech especially when they bring a niche solution or an adjacent capability that enriches our core offering uh, so i think that's been another piece of collaboration and you know we have now many of this fintech place there's a lot of talk always about fintech versus bank i would say it's it's a lot more about partnership we have them as our clients we have them also as our as our partners in build, in building solutions uh and even internally we have over the last few years created a culture where you know people irrespective of you know which part of the bank they are in collaborate together you know we have our own version of uh you know innovation you could call it whether hackathon or ideation where you know we encourage people to come up with ideas big bold ideas and put them in teams and then help them come up and and, and eventually develop solutions that otherwise in a natural course we may not have ended up developing so it's across multiple dimensions it's a, with our clients with our fintech partners with our own people right so and and and, and that's i would say in any organization whether bank financial services or any industry uh you cannot succeed without collaboration and innovation 
Awesome. And there's such great connectivity there with the first episode of our digital dialogue series where we spoke with Jason Han around the research and work that he's doing on fintechs and Nanyang Technological University after having himself been in corporate treasury. Um, so I, I love that connection there. You made some, some interesting points and you mentioned some areas that we didn't explore with Zalora around APIs and payments particularly. But are there any other final ideas that you'd like to share with us all on this topic of emerging business models? Yeah, I would say that you know, one thing we have clearly seen uh, over the last few years is the pace of change has accelerated uh, very significantly. And uh, and it's it's if there was any expectation that there will be, especially in the payment services, that there would be consolidation or there will be reduction in the amount of choice that you have uh, for payment types or any kind of standardization across the countries. In fact, the reverse has been true. There is a lot more choice there's a lot more fragmentation in, in, in a sense across markets uh, and it's driven by consumer behavior, right? And in, in some markets, consumers prefer to pay by a credit card, right? In some other markets, they prefer to pay through an electronic wallet. In other market, you know, consumers love the financing or the installment option. In some other places, you know, you cannot operate without a QR code offering integrated into the the whole experience of, of, of shopping or, or buying a product and service. So the pace of change is dramatically increasing. I haven't even started talking about you know, the whole, the new evolution of digital currencies and, and crypto, the central bank digital currencies. So we see that you know, this, this pace is only going to accelerate. Uh, that will drive a lot more innovation. There will be disruption, but like the Darwinian theory that the organizations that are most adaptable to, the, to change are the ones that are going to succeed in the long term. Fantastic, thank you so much. It was great to speak with you as always. Thank you, Sophie, likewise. Okay, great. Hi, Joe, are you happy? Is there anything that wasn't mentioned that you would have liked to be mentioned? I think it, uh, it was covered. So, uh, and very smooth flow in terms of uh, the topics from point to point, they connected very well. So thank you, Sophie, and especially Sanjeev, uh, it came out across uh, very clear. And the recording I can gather is also very clear. Uh, Sophie, yes? Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. Okay. Well, that might be a first. Are we one take? Excellent. Correct. <laughs> thank you so Sanjeev. much. <laughs> Sanjeev, no, no, I'm, I'm happy so as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Sophie. And you, you get well soon. Yes, well, and I hope I will be able to come and see you guys next year. But yes, take care of yourselves there. And I hope that you're staying safe. And um, we'll yes. be in touch very soon. And yeah, look forward to Thank you. Take Thanks care, Heider. Speak soon. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.